What this really changes is if you're a Texas resident, then you can participate in these kind of projects regardless of your income and assets. Are you ready for the best real estate investing advice ever? Join Joe Fairless and today's best ever guests as they share it with you. It's the best ever advice with none of the fluff. Let's go. Are you having a hard time finding great investment properties? Unfortunately, the best deals are rarely found locally. Successful investing begins with the right properties in the right markets. Norada Real Estate provides everything you need to invest in the best deals across the U.S. Our simple, proven system will help you create real wealth and passive monthly cash flow. Get your free copy of the ultimate guide to out-of-state real estate investing at noradarealestate.com slash guide. That's N-O-R-A-D-A realestate.com slash guide. Do you know how you can benefit from crowdfunding? If you haven't checked out our special series, Best Crowdfunding Crash Course Ever, presented by Patch of Land, then you need to. It's episodes 152, 159, 166, and 173, because you'll hear from the industry's leading crowdfunding experts on how you can benefit by getting involved whether it's getting access to funds for your deal or passively investing in other people's deals. The time is now to get started. Go to patchofland.com forward slash best ever to grab your copy of the top 10 answers to the top 10 crowdfunding questions. That's P-A-T-C-H-O-F-L-E-N-D.com forward slash best ever. Hi, Best Ever listeners. Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless, and I'm here with today's guest, Nathan Roach. Hi, Nathan. Hi, good afternoon. How are you? Good afternoon. I am doing well, and Nathan is joining us from San Antonio, Texas. Yeah, San Antonio, Texas. And he is the co-founder of Mass Venture, which is Texas's first approved equity crowdfunding platform. He is an attorney. And he also has the distinction of, in the past, being Rackspace's first webmaster. So he took the well, uh, well-worn well path of being a computer programmer to becoming an attorney. So with that being said, Nathan, can you give the best ever listeners more about your background and what you're focused on now? Sure, absolutely. Uh it's not sort of your traditional path, I suppose. <laughs> but one of the things, it, it's I guess my life to this point has been a, a series of coincidences that I believe have kind of all worked out in my favor. Um, so I'm, I'm pleased about that. But yeah, I mean, I started out uh, in the tech sector. I was a computer programmer and uh, got a call from a recruiter one day that said, hey, this little company of uh, 10 or 15 people is looking to hire their first uh, webmaster, and that kind of dates me a little bit because it tells you how long it's been <laughs> since that's been a legitimate uh, um, title. But uh, you know, they they were looking for somebody to take uh, take over their web presence and build out uh, their web application. And so I interviewed with them and joined them as employee number nineteen. And to give you kind of an idea, I believe they're at six thousand employees today. So it it was a wild ride for sure. Uh, and then after doing that, I started a company doing technology services for the legal field, which is uh, sort of the segue that took me uh, into law and really convinced me that I wanted to be um, able to represent people and to help them out as an attorney. Uh, and then after attending law school, I became um, an attorney working for a real estate boutique. 
uh, doing real estate law. So that it kind of gives you the the series of pivots that have have happened through uh, my career to kind of take me to where I am today. So let's talk about where you're at today. What are you focused on now? Well, you know, right now my soul and 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 abiding focus is on mass venture, and this is something that was a personal passion project for me in the beginning that has morphed into much more. You know, I, one of the things that you probably, that your best ever listeners are aware of is that raising funding uh, to put together a deal, whether it's for a technology company or real estate project or anything else, is a lot of shoe leather and a lot of work. And it's very difficult sometimes to find um, funding and you have to cobble together a bunch of different sources to get your project funded and rolling. But everyone that has a project that they're fundraising for has a spark of passion as to why that project is important to them. And I saw this over and over and over again is, is people trying to go out and raise funding and the limited capital sources they ran into. And if you're getting started with that process, you may not even realize that because of the securities laws in this country, if you're not an accredited investor, um, generally speaking, you're not permitted to invest in private offerings, which means most of the people in your network, most of the people you know on a day-to-day basis aren't able to fund a project um, or a company that you're building. And, and so that was the spark that led me to say, there's something wrong with this picture and we've got to change it. And we've been very successful and fortunate. We, excuse me, we started looking at this in 2011. Um, there was some legislation in the Jobs Act of 2012 that was supposed to open um, private equity and real estate investment uh, through crowdfunding to everyone in the country. And it's been stuck and tied up in Washington for years now. Uh, but being in Texas, we uh, have a pretty good business environment here. And we went to the legislature and we went to the governor's office and we went to the powers that be. And said, can we change this? Is there something we can do um, to fix this problem? And and to my great surprise and pleasure, uh, the answer was yes. And the more people we talked to, the more people that saw kind of the inherent logic of being able to tap your personal network to raise funds for your projects. And so in November of 2014, uh, Texas approved regulations that allow for crowdfunding, investment crowdfunding, and now we've received our approval as the first approved uh, crowdfunding portal in Texas for investment crowdfunding. And we're rolling out and getting the word out to people that everyone now can participate in an area that's been traditionally closed to them. So what does that mean exactly? Because I know there are other crowdfunding platforms and one of them's a sponsor I have a relationship with, Patch of Land, and and they they can, I know the other crowdfunding platforms, people in Texas can invest if they're accredited. So are you saying, what what's the difference here with the Texas-specific thing? What what special thing? Help me understand that. Sure. Well, you're probably familiar, and, and you may be familiar with sites like Kickstarter and Indiegogo. Uh, you know, those kind of sites, you can put some money down, pre-purchase a product or support uh, a company, and usually it's tech or entertainment or something like that. And if it's successful, you get a t-shirt or maybe you get one of the first, you know, one of the first people to receive the product. Um, but generally speaking, those kind of crowdfunding 
ventures don't really work well for real estate and they don't work well for investing. It's, it's just buying a product. So there are a number of sites out there and patch of land is, is one of them uh, that do accredited investor crowdfunding. And what that means, you know, there's a bunch of different rules, but in a nutshell, a person's an accredited investor. If they have more than a million dollars um, in assets, excluding their primary residence, or if they're a joint tax filer with their spouse that they earn $300,000 or more a year for the last two years with an expectation that that will continue. And there's some other stuff for trusts and, and other um, investors in there, but those are the two big ones. Uh, so if you're an accredited investor, you can already invest through patch of land. You can already invest through some other um, national level crowdfunding sites. But so far, if you're not accredited, which is 90 plus percent of the people in this country, you can't invest through one of those platforms unless you've gotten that accreditation through those asset or income tests. So what this really changes is, at least for now in Texas, if, if you're a Texas resident, then you can participate in these kind of projects, regardless of your income and regardless of your assets. Got it. Okay. So if you're a Texas resident and you're not accredited, you can still participate in a deal that your platform has, correct? Correct. So our minimum investment is $500. So it's very low. Um, and what it basically crowdfunding at its core is just allowing a large number of people to contribute in relatively small increments um, to the success of a project. Do other states have something similar? Yeah, so there are 13 states, I believe now, that have some form of crowdfunding legislation. Uh, I know Michigan has some, Kansas, I believe, has some, um, North Carolina, I believe, has uh, a statute, and there's a number of other states like California and Florida that have considered it, and it's currently on their calendar um, to, to be considered. But one of the things that makes Texas different um, is, A, that it's a, a very high population state. So compared with some of the other states, we have a much larger investor pool here. Um, and also it has a very business-friendly um, government and environment. And so one of the things that I thought was uh, kind of an interesting thing about this is we started out approaching our local representative who's a Democrat and he sponsored what's called an interim charge with the legislature to look into this and put us in touch through that process with the governor's office, which was a Republican controlled administration. And we were, found ourselves in the perhaps enviable but uh, unusual position of having supporters on both sides of the aisle saying, this is good for business. This is good for Texas. Let's get it done. Um, so when we got that kind of feedback, <laughs> I'm kind of looking over my shoulder going, oh my goodness, run, Where's the lightning? run, <laughs> you know, let's, let's put this together. Let's get it done. But I think the main reason why everyone was excited about it is that the existing rule set in many cases didn't make a whole lot of sense. And if you are looking to grow your community, if you're looking to improve your state or, or your city or a particular area, then it makes absolute sense to tap the people that live and work there um, to be the supporters for your project. Nathan, what is your best real estate investing advice ever? 
You know, it's interesting because people get really focused on the metrics and the fundamentals and the numbers. But at the end of the day, a lot of the times it's about the story and it's about the why. So when you're trying to to get interest in a project or even when you're looking at a project that you want to invest in, you know, you need to know the why behind it. And it's great to say that something has XYZ percent return or that it's structured and this, that, or the other way. And people like myself, their attorneys, love the details of that sort of stuff. I could spend tons of time talking about, you know, this form versus that form. But at the end of the day, a lot of the decision is made on the why. And so if you can tell people what excites you, then I think a lot of the times that is the greatest motivation, much more than any of the other little details. You ready for the best ever lightning round? Sure, let me give it a shot. First, a quick word from our best ever sponsors. Crowdfunding. You've heard about it, and now it's time to learn about it. Our best ever sponsor, Patch of Land, is a leading expert in the crowdfunding space, and they've got all the answers to your crowdfunding questions. Go to patchofland.com forward slash best ever and grab your copy of the top 10 answers to the top 10 crowdfunding questions. That's P-A-T-C-H-O-F-L-E-N-D dot com forward slash best ever. Okay, Nathan, best ever book you've read? Startup Owner's Manual by Steve Blank. Best ever listeners, I know you like audio, so you can go to freebesteverbook.com and get a free audio version of a book like that. I'm just curious about that book. What's one takeaway that you learned that you'd like to share with the listeners? I think it's really interesting because the author, Steve Blank, focuses on knowing your customer more than anything else. You want to know who you're supporting and understand their motivations, which then helps you to craft your pitch and and craft your product. Best ever personal growth experience and what you learned from it. So this is probably different from some other people that they would share, but when I was in my 20s, Um, I had lymphoma, which is an aggressive form of cancer, and it was one of the darkest and most challenging periods in my life, Um, but coming out of it, it also really helped me understand who I am and what's important to me, and the outwelling of support that I received from, from friends in my extended network at that time made a a lasting impact and so to me what I learned from that is is find out what you care about find out what you're passionate about and everything else is noise and how are you doing now I'm doing well I've been cancer-free for 15 years now um, and every day is a, a blessing and a chance to, to do something impactful with my life Wow great to hear and incredible lesson that you took away from that experience best ever success habit you practice Well, every morning when I get up, I try to have one thing that I want to accomplish. And it's usually not a little um, task-related thing. It's something more fundamental. I want to say, what do I want to do with today? What do I want to be able to look back at and say, I accomplished this today? And doing that every single day and trying to chalk up a a list of those that I can look back at um, helps motivate me for sure best ever project you're most excited about right now well obviously that's mass venture (laughs) (laughs) duh right (laughs) the thing i'm most excited about right now is is crowdfunding you know we're in texas and and hopefully we can expand this nationwide but right now we have the opportunity to bring real estate investing 
to 20 plus million Texans, um, many of whom have who have never had access to this before. So that really gets me excited. Best ever way you like to give back? To me, that's mentoring. Uh, I'm in a, a fortunate position where uh, I've owned and started a number of businesses, um, and, and I think I'll always have that entrepreneurial spark. Um, but I do mentorship uh, at a place called Geekdom in San Antonio, and what, part of that is talking with young entrepreneurs that are starting their careers and and sharing the things that have been successful for me and sharing some of the things that have not been successful. Um, and, and I hope that advice helps them um, as they reach out into their entrepreneurial careers. And we'll get to that not successful stuff in two questions. So hold on to that thought. Best ever quote. You know, I don't know who to attribute this to, uh, but I saw it recently and, and one of the commentator was saying that whenever he enters into a business relationship, he looks at trustworthiness, intelligence, and diligence. And depending upon how you combine those attributes really depends on the success and the outcome of your project. So if you have someone who has trustworthiness and intelligence, that's great. If you have someone who's trustworthy and diligent, that's great. But if you partner somebody with somebody who's intelligent and diligent, but not trustworthy, you can find yourself in a real mess real quickly. What's the biggest mistake you've made in real estate? You know, it's hard to point to one specific thing, but I would say simply not entering into the market earlier. I mean, I look back when I was um, early on in my career and money that I spent on all kinds of different things. And if I had put that money um, into the real estate market and I'd had that money working for me for 20 years, you know, I it's just that's a, a mistake you can't undo. What's the best ever place to reach you, Nathan? You can get us at massventure.com. That's our website. And we've got an online help tool. You can also email me directly, Nathan at massventure.com. And I try to respond to every single email and every single message we receive. Nathan, thank you so much for being on the best ever show and sharing your best ever advice with the best ever listeners and talking through the, you know, kind of how, how you've blazed the trail, both from being a computer programmer to an attorney, but then also with Mass Venture, which is, you know, Texas's first approved equity crowdfunding platform. And the distinction that you helped me understand between the difference between what that means and what other crowdfunding platforms from a national standpoint are doing because you're specifically Texas and you're specifically working with non-accredited and I imagine accredited too investors in the state of Texas for your deals. So you're keeping it within the state, which I find is pretty interesting. And other states, as you mentioned, I think you said 13 of them from Michigan to North Carolina to Kansas are following suit. So thank you so much for sharing your best ever advice. And we'll talk to you soon. Thank you very much. Hey, you best ever listener. Do you want more? Then go to joefairless.com, where you'll get tons of free videos, templates, and content to help you get deals done. And remember to subscribe to the best ever show in iTunes, so you can keep getting your daily dose of the best real estate investing advice ever.